Take this job and shove it. Man, I hate this job for real. Work sucks. I hate my job. Hey, welcome to the Shitty Jobs Podcast. My name is Evan Galbert. And my name is Furby Montano. Thank you guys for joining us today. Today on the show, we have a good friend of mine, Anthron Cavanaugh. Uh, Evan, what did you think of Anthron? I, it was a pleasure to meet Mr. Anthron. He is uh, a gentleman and a scholar and uh, strikes me as the kind of guy who uh, doesn't take nonsense <laughs> you know, very, very much so. That's, that's putting it very lightly with Anthron. <laughs> I mean, he does have a podcast called Cut It to Fuck Out, so that should get tell you all you need to know right there. Uh, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, man, he's he's so he has such a confident head on his shoulders. I wish I could uh, tap into like a, an ounce of that <laughs> ever in my life. You know, uh, but he's he was a cool guy, man. I, I really enjoyed our conversation. I hope you will too. Yeah, I hope you all will too. I don't want to waste any more of you guys' time, so listen up, enjoy Mr. Anthron Kavanaugh, and thank you all for listening. Yeah. Okay, now that we're 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 cool with the electronic stuff, <laughs> take two, Mark. An- Anthron. What's going on, man? Hey, my God. Hey. Pod, <laughs> podcast is just different sometimes. Dude, podcasting through Zoom is uh, is not the easiest thing. Let me tell you. <laughs> we did we did a couple. We did like two interviews through Zoom, and I said to hell with this. We're doing phone interviews. <laughs> <laughs> like, Living nope. in the future. Yes, God. <laughs> And I'm doing good, but I mean, thank you guys for having me on today, man. It's uh should be a great show. Should be a blast. Yeah, man. So I, I, I gotta tell you, man, I love your podcast. I have for like however long you've been doing it, man. You guys are fucking hilarious. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah. We, we, we're working over here. We're trying. I love it, man. I gotta gotta find a new co-host now, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Figure that out. That's what you were saying, man. That's Hey, you'll find someone, man. I, I, if I know you, man, you, you're, you're a personable guy, so you got to die. You're good. Yeah, yeah, we'll be all right. So, how Anthron, you guys doing, man? I'm good, man. How about I'm, I'm, I'm fantastic, man. I'm living in Florida now, so I'm moving man, around. You're just, you're just moving around like crazy over here. That's what everyone always says, man. <laughs> so yeah, uh, since I'm like, I feel a little bit like the third wheel here. I don't know. I'm uh, Sorry, just man. now meeting you for the first time, Anthron. How do you guys know each other? How did how did y'all meet? Uh, I used to uh, used to work for a company that was uh, stationed at one of the stores that he worked at. Uh, Furby worked at before. Uh, okay, rest, so you guys worked together. The rest buy, yeah, yeah rest buy at re- rest ride. Gotcha. Yeah, cool. yeah, rest ride right there. Evan, where are you from, man? I, uh, right now I'm in Santa Fe and that's where I met Furby. Our, our parents worked together since we were little kids and we used to, we used to grow up out here in Santa Fe together. Um, but I was born in Dallas and I went to college in Dallas. I've done a lot of back and forth my whole life, kind of having my mom in Texas and my dad here and, uh, doing, doing a little bit of a stint doing audio engineering school in the Bay area. And, uh, you know, just, oh, man. You got you got a maid out there though. 
You're an audio engineer out there. You got it made out there. I'm an actor out here. I'm an actor. I'm a, uh, and I got my real estate license, which was pretty lucrative, but also like couldn't, couldn't sleep at night. Couldn't live with myself in a way, you know, like couldn't be part of the problem, you know, but, uh, but anyway, uh, I'm yeah. so now I'm trying to I'm trying to make it as an actor and a voice actor and a comedian doing I, I started the stand up open mic out here in Santa Fe and uh, I just can't take full credit for that me and my friends started an open mic but I went into the bar damn it and said hey let's <laughs> open mic <laughs> so uh, that's cool man uh, yeah. I was actually thinking about doing a stand up I was going to do an open mic uh, I just haven't got around to doing it yet I've just been busy with trying to run the pod and make sure that I got everything in line with this and going through talking to different companies. Uh, so it's been, been a lot of work, but it's been fun. It's been fun. Cool, man. It sounds like you're, you're catching a lot of ground with what you got going on now. So that's cool. Did, did you, did you have any of that going on while you were already working, doing like a day job? Yeah. So I was working for, um, the lottery. I was working for the lottery, and <laughs> nice. I, <laughs> I started. I started the plot. I was actually at. A, I was at a bar, and this guy um, stopped me when I was coming out of the bathroom, and he was like, "Hey, man, you ever, have you ever thought about starting a podcast?" Said so your your personality is great for it, man, and you, you're outgoing, so you should think about starting it. And I said, "Yeah, I thought about it, but I never really put it into action." And then one day, I was sitting at home, and I said, "You know what? Fuck it." Let's do it. So I called up one of my friends at the point at the time, and I was like, "Hey, man, would you want to start a podcast with me?" And then after that, I just said, "Failure is not an option with the podcast." So then I just started putting uh, things in motion. I started, I started the LLC. So now I'm running my own media company and doing, uh, and doing a podcast um, while I'm doing a day job. So. Doing that, then I just started, I trademarked everything, I put copyrights on everything. So I literally just said, let's let's go full force with this. And uh work we got, we signed to a network once. That didn't work out. Don't sign to a network. Take your <laughs> yeah, man, but but I mean the commitment, man. I applaud you, t- tip of the cap, literally for your commitment and just saying like, yeah, man, this is this is my brand that I'm going to move forward with with every, you know, like that's awesome, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's honestly, I I didn't realize how much time and effort it would actually take uh, to actually run a podcast. I think I was telling for this before. When you want to do a I'll podcast, be, I'll, be, I'll be right back. There's some kind of like something happening outside my door. You guys keep talking. I'm going to be like two minutes. Okay. I'm, I'm so sorry. And <laughs> then he died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we hear him screaming in the background somehow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This no, is, this is going to uh, become one of those murder podcasts. This is the yeah. first episode <laughs> of how we figure out the true crime who killed Furby podcast. <laughs> you know? Um, my favorite murder part two. <laughs> 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 no, but I just, uh, I guess I just, I just hit the ground running. Man. I got a, I got assigned to a network once, and that just, that was just, that was a train wreck. What, what was that? What was that process like? What were you? What was your deal like? Was it for a, uh, for a series or something, or for a, for a podcast, like a limited podcast deal, or what was no, that? No, 
we were uh, so we were independent to begin with. So I was uh, started we started out on Anchor, and then uh, I started talking to Buzzsprout, and Buzzsprout has so many more benefits joining Buzzsprout. So we joined Buzzsprout, stayed there for for about a year, and then uh, this network reached out to me and was like, "I'm not going to say their name because they're fucking terrible." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> smart. You don't have to worry yeah. about that necessarily, but yeah, yeah. But they reached out to me and they were like, hey, well, we would love to bring you over. Uh, so we had, I had conversations with them for about a month and a half. And the whole thing was, it's supposed to, we're bringing our net, we're bringing a podcast over to their network, which was Intel going to give us bigger sponsorships. We're talking about the state foreign sponsorships, uh, Chevy, uh, bigger sponsorships like that. And yeah, we were supposed to, uh, we were top five on their network they had over like 30 podcasts in their network but we're top five on our network so we're supposed to get a a percentage of all ad revenue sales so no matter how else if we put one or two ads within our show then we're supposed to get a percentage of that so we got we started getting checks for for about two or three months and then things just went crazy <laughs> after that <laughs> and i was uh I was having to call them and be like, hey, man, um, I was having to call an agent and be like, hey, we're not getting checks. We haven't gotten a check in uh, about three months now. So what's going on here? And it was always some kind of excuse about how um, this ad was, this ad company wasn't paying right and this ad company was, I was like, this is not our concern. <laughs> this is not our concern. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Pay me. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. You yes. know, like. Well, and it's, this is like a pretty big company, I'm assuming, right? Like you would think that at a certain level, like at a certain hierarchy of of business, you don't have to put up with that shit, right? Uh, dude, the higher yeah. the company, the more they will try to fuck you over. The bigger the and, and company, see, the and that's and that's why we got the hell out of it because after like three or four months, we didn't get paid, and then they were sending me numbers. They're sending me download numbers, and we're doing between fifteen and twenty two thousand downloads an episode, but these checks are not coming in like this at all so uh yeah i just we i just had to pull it i sat down with my um with my co-host at the time and i just told him i was like man this is not working out now we got to get out of here so i just pulled us out of that deal because we had only thing we had to do was give him a 30-day notice that we were going to leave and it was it was a shit show just getting out of it to be honest with you man uh we were when we when i put in a 30-day notice with them I told him, I was like, hey, we're not getting paid the way we should be, and this is not working out for us, so we're going we're gonna to leave. So I gave them a 30-day notice, but it took them, I don't know, six, like two months to actually pull our show off their network. And on, and on top of that, they disabled the account to where I couldn't download every single episode that was on the network. And they, so, they were, so they had you hostage, basically. They were holding yes. your content hostage, still making yes. ad revenue on however many clicks they're getting, you know, however many downloads they're getting in that amount of time. And none yes. of it's going to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is exactly what was happening. And I was going back and forth and telling them, like, hey, pull this down. We're, we're no longer there. Pull this down. It made, it, it made the transition back to independent a fucking nightmare. It was, it was bad. It was it was bad. So I won't ever make that mistake again. 
That's for sure. But I assume, See, you, I assume you much prefer being independent, right? I do, unless it's, it's unless it's some like um, like a podcast one type of deal, or uh, just doing ad, just doing ads on Spotify or uh, Apple, because it's just different network. I mean, there's different avenues we can take with that now, um, especially the new Amazon platform now. Amazon's actually starting to do more uh, open advertisement. If you want to sign up for the affiliate program, you can sign up for it and uh, get different ads put into you and earn revenue from that. So I would rather do something like that than to just sign somewhere over another network. Interesting. That's yeah. It's interesting, man. Yeah. It seems like there, you know, I know that if, if you're not paying for the product, you are the product, right? Like if if that's why Facebook, Instagram, all these things that, and now they just (laughs) gave us one more opportunity that seems like they're helping us out, but they're really putting the burden on us to like give them more uh, data and, and selectivity about like what it is that we really want to see in these ad spaces, which in the reality, what we want to see in ad spaces is no ads. We want to see content. We want to see things, right? (laughs) Whatever. Uh, That's yeah. that's one thing that I hated with the when I was on that network. One thing I hated was it wasn't host read ads. These were oh, ads that they had already. Yeah. What? Yeah, it wasn't host read ads. We we can just select and put this ad in the beginning, this ad in the middle, or this ad uh, at the end of it. And it wasn't host read. It was basically computerized ads already. They had already recorded. So we were just picking them and putting them in there, which I hate. I hate computer ad ads. I hate it. Mm. It's not. It's not authentic, and that's not. That's not the platform that we built. Now the the best guy that does ads, dude, is Bill Burr. When he just like completely shits on the brand as he's putting it out, he'll <laughs> <laughs> be like, "Today we're talking about Apple computers. These fucking pieces of shit. Anyway, if you like them, go buy one, I guess. But here, I'll read what they tell me to read." <laughs> <laughs> those are the best ass right there. <laughs> that would be that would be i feel like we should do that with like pick a sponsor and then talk about how shitty it would be to work for that sponsor you know oh man i'm ready i'm ready to get into it let's let's get into the horrible jobs i'm ready to get into it all right so me and you we we had one job together and i remember it being quite shitty I don't know if you had the same experience as me. No, no. See, you were on the other side. I was with the other people. I was with the blue team. I I was with the blue team for about a year, too. Remember? We were just at different stores there. I will will say that job had its... It had its shitty times. It, It had its shitty moments. I think the worst thing about that job was communication... With the, with the management, didn't know what the fuck was going on with. Them. Oh yeah, with the management. Oh See God. to me, that seems like one of those because you're really interfacing with the public more than anybody, right? And I, I, you know, I love the public. I do. I love people at my at the core of me. I do. But fuck, the public is really hard to deal with a lot of oh the time. My God. Oh my God! <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, there's there's sometimes that people would come in and bring their phones in. And I would literally just stare at them and be like, how can you be this stupid? <laughs> <I> just, like, 
So what was up with the management? Was the management just like absent or were they, what was, what was the, what was the problem with them? What, what would you say, Barbie? Uh, were you referring to like the store management or our management? Because it was two different. There were, we had, yeah, right. You guys were in a situation okay, where so we, you were, were like working in the Starbucks that's inside the Target, you know. Yeah. But it was uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the, here's the thing, though. So we we worked for a big tech company. I think we can say that a big tech company, but we didn't work directly for them. We were employed by basically a staffing agency, and that's who we worked for. So we had two different managers, one from the tech company side and one from our company side, who would tell us conflicting shit all the time. And then you <laughs> And when I say conflicting shit, I don't mean it's like could be open to interpretation. No, it'd be like you do X, no, you do Y, and when you're gonna get in fucking trouble if you do either. <laughs> yeah. It was stand wild. on the left side of this line. Don't you dare cross that line. If you cross that line, I will kick you out of this building. Listen, if you <laughs> lose your job, if you do not go stand on the left side of that tape that is on the floor right there. <laughs> that shit was like the movie. You, you see the movie Life? What are you talking about? Tell me about the gun line. That's what that shit was. <laughs> Tell me about the gun line, boss. That's what that was. <laughs> dude, Life. I, wa- dude, I watched that movie like two weeks ago. I hadn't seen it. Since I was maybe like 15, I forgot how fucked up that movie is, man. Sorry, just man. what movie is this? The gun? What is this? It's called Life. It's with uh, Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. It's where they're uh, they're framed for a murder. What the 30s, the 20s, the 30s? Yeah, it's like the, the 30s. They're framed for a murder, and they end up getting sentenced to life. Uh, and they and when they went to when they get to prison, they have something called the gun line. And if you go over the gun line, you get shot in the back. So that's kind of what that was. <laughs> they're, they're two dudes that they, they they're from New York, but they go down to Mississippi on like a they're picking up moonshine, right? Yeah, they're picking up moonshine. Yeah, oh, okay. Picking up moonshine, they get caught with they get caught in a weird situation where someone dies, and the white cops pin it on them. Ah, uh, yeah. And, and yeah, man, it's just showing them like getting old in prison, pretty much. It's a very depressing movie, but it's hilarious. Yeah, hey, Bernie Mac is Bernie Mac is crazy in that movie. It was funny as <laughs> hell. Bernie Mac is great in that movie. Yeah, you could have ended that sentence that Bernie Mac is crazy. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. Bernie Mac, yeah, he was he was on the job playing with himself. That, <laughs> that movie's kind of crazy, but no, it's kind of like it was with them. Like it would be somebody say something from the the third party company, well, you guys need to do this. And then the other manager from the big tech company say come in and say, well, you guys shouldn't be doing this. Do it this way. And it's just like, you know, like y'all get y'all shit together. Figure was this it shit st- out. was it stuff like, uh, hey, listen, uh, you can't be bringing in food from outside. You can bring your own food, but you got to put it in the employee fridge. And then the main building people would be like, you got to keep your stuff out of our employee fridge. You guys don't actually work here kind of thing. Or was it more? Can you even get into specifics or was it? Some, like, of, them, some of them were like that. Some some managers from the, from the store we're actually based inside of. Some of them were like that. Uh, there was one manager uh, at one of these stores. I remember this guy's name today. I hated the dude. Uh, his name was Sean. Oh, that fucking guy. Yes. 
Oh my You said his God. name was Colin, right? You said his name was Colin, I think. <laughs> Dude, yeah. It just unlocked like a fucking memory for me that I had suppressed for years, <laughs> Anthron. Thank you, man. Trying Ew. to trying to give this poor guy a surname, but but yeah, the No, nah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's oh my god. There's some time. Right, fucking shit on. Fuck him. Yeah, sometimes I do is just say something. I just wait, dude. I really want to punch you in the face, but you know, it was yeah, that guy was a trick jackass. Yeah, he, was, <laughs> he, was, he was terrible. Um, no, nah, that was that was that job. It, it, it had its it had its uh, it had its ups and downs. It, it, it did, it, it did, but it did also that micromanaging shit is annoying. I hate when you try to micromanage me. That is so fucking annoying. Yeah, that that job was. Uh, yeah, I so I had to go like I had to go. This is in in Austin, right? I had to. My home store was based out of Bastrop, which is like a half hour outside of Austin. Um, and that store, it's it's a tiny little town, little store. And like everyone there was chill. So like I would be there on the weekends. I would enjoy myself during the week. I was in the middle of Austin and oh my God, man, the manager that we had there, like you can't come out of your box. If you come out of your box, I'm calling your boss immediately. You can't do this. You, you can't have any drinks on, on your table at all. We have a professional demeanor to maintain in this store. I'm like, oh, fuck you, dude. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I remember uh, when I had, uh, when I was running, the one out in uh, out in Cedar Park, and I had the older guy with me. Oh, uh, him and um, I forgot. His, I think his name was Etching, I believe. I had him and Etching with me, and the older guy, he just he didn't give a shit. One of the big bosses came in, and him and a big boss got into the argument, and he flat out told the big boss, "You can go fuck yourself." It was the it was some of the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life. The a boss said something about him not uh his sales or something like that. And that dude was like, Man, what are you talking about? I'm not selling shit. People were just buying it. And the boss said, Well, you need to make more of an effort. And they started Screaming at each other, and then he just told him, "You can go fuck yourself in this job." And walk out. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> I said, "Whoa!" Well, speaking of exactly, I'm, I'm actually surprised I got to work with you because that's how I quit my job at the big the big company before I was part of the tech company at restaurant. Oh, yeah. <coughs> so I didn't I, know that. Yeah, no, I don't know if I ever told you this story. I know I told Sam, but I, I don't know if I ever told you. Um, so I had been promoted to like the sales floor supervisor, right? <coughs> Two weeks yeah. after they approached me because whoever took over the manager spot in the mobile department was struggling pretty bad. So they came to me and said, Hey, will you take a demotion to help her out? And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> they kept, so yeah. what they did is they moved it in the system that I was being demoted anyway. I didn't have a say in this in it because that she was struggling. So I went into the GM's office and I was like, hey, if you do that, I'm out of here. He's like, well, this is the decision we made. I was like, all right, you can go fuck yourself then. <laughs> Literally told him that, walked out, gave my two weeks. And then I had to go ask his permission to work with you guys a week later. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> what a 
what a fucking conversation that was, I bet. That's that's pretty great. Yeah, it was it was weird. I had to go and be like, hey man, um, so fuck you still, but um I'm gonna go work with this company, but I need your blessing first. Can I have that, please? Yeah. <laughs> I think I don't know. I I've had some I've had some I've, actually I've had like two two jobs where I just I hated waking up in the morning to go to these jobs. And I I said, one, one day I walked in, uh, I was a manager at a gym. I was, I was a sales manager at a gym. Uh, sales manager. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. You see see where you said that, Evan? You see the way yeah. you said that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm about to say. literally your job depends on people doing the least likely thing in their life which is motivating themselves to go to the gym more regularly oh my god and then 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 i gotta i gotta train people to make cold calls to people who are not coming to this gym period (laughs) (laughs) yo I, i remember I mean, I was there for like three months and I was like, I was having fun with it for a second. And then they started talking about sales numbers and making sure that the, I hire more people and making sure that they make 75 to hundred phone calls a day. And I would come in and the sales team just looks fucking miserable. They <laughs> look like, they look like they did not want to be alive. And, I remember having a meeting with the GM one morning, the GM and a fitness manager. And I, I said, you know what, man, I can't do this. I said, this shit is good. This shit is giving me anxiety. I, I can't do this. I just, I just ended up walking out. I was like, no, nah, this is, this is bad. Sell <laughs> gym membership sales is awful. That shit was terrible. I said, no, no, I can't do this. When a job makes me rethink my entire life, I got to get out of here. I've had so, I've had so many jobs, man, where I'm just like sitting that like, like, uh, uh, what we'll call it, um, swapper jacks. I worked at a place called SWAT, you know, something like swapper jacks. And, uh, that, was actually a pretty cool place to work all in all. Like a lot of people there were, were really rad, but I just couldn't stand going in there every, every day. So, and, and, uh, what, but what you were just describing reminded me I've, I'm trying to get fit, man. I'm trying to go to the gym more regularly. I go to the, I go to the PFs and, uh, with the lunk alarm and everything They're They're all right. Um, you mean you don't like the tipsy rolls and pizza parties? (laughs) (laughs) but i i tried this one i won't name it but it was like something kind of like tangerine concept i don't know if Uh, if you know i know what you're talking about uh and they were just so incredibly up your ass with this positivity and this like you're gonna do great welcome and so much so that they were like what's your name we're gonna put it on the chalkboard in big old letters so that everybody can see it and then you get in there and you're like feeling fat and ashamed of yourself and you're like what (laughs) am i doing in this room full of strangers and then they say hey everybody evan's here he's joining us for the first time give him a round of applause and you're like why what are you doing i'm trying (laughs) 
trying to hide. Thing. And then it's the worst music. They never finished a song. They would always just do terrible mashups that didn't even like syncopate in the right way. And it was just for, a, you know, like a, 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 yeah. until they got to the end of the chorus and then it would switch again. And it was the most jarring, upsetting thing I'd have ever done in my life. And I told them so, because at the end they say, how did you like it? What did you think? And I said, I was miserable the entire time. I hated every <laughs> single second of it. I hated it. And she said, but you hated it in a good way, right? And I was like, no, I hated it. I hated every single bit about it. Get away from me. Yeah, and then, yeah, and they call you again. And they're like, hey, you haven't been back. And I was like, yeah, I told you that was miserable. Don't ever call me. Take me off your list. You know, like it was so. I, I, that, that gym was not, was not designed with uh with men in mind no <laughs> no no it was not no it was not you walk in there and all you see is women that either have jobs done to themselves or they're just in a hell of a shape yeah and, uh, mm. them, that gym is not for men at all no so it's not for me at all because i'm not paying you 95 dollars a month for that yeah shit. <laughs> absolutely, yeah absolutely not Man, I, I go to the YMCA so that way I can play basketball. All right, that's it. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, that gets the yeah. heart rate up. Maintenance. Maintenance. That's all hey, you got to do. Let me let me just keep the maintenance going. I'm not paying you ninety five dollars for me to come in here and you to scream and play this horrible ass music for absolutely no reason. I do uh, What was yeah, what was so, the worst job you had, Furby? Oh shit. Um. I mean, I talked about it last week. Um, I I did inch. Well, okay. Do a job that I stayed at for longer than a day because that's a different that's a different answer entirely. <laughs> wait, wait, what? <clears throat> All right. So I, I told Evan this story last week, but um, I uh, I used to I worked for state uh, for a insurance company <laughs> for an insurance company for one day. All right. So. What happened was I, I go in, um, they give, he gives me my own office. Granted, I was making eight fifty an hour. Okay. That was like, so broke. I was happy to have it. Okay. Um, puts me in my office. And then I notice he has a camera in the office and it's attached to this monitor that he's watching all day in his office. Right. Oh, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. Yep. Buckle in because there's more to this story. So he's watching us all day. There's three of us in there, three, three salespeople. If we look away from our screen, not even look at our phone, not anything. We look away from our screen. He'll call us on our office phone and be like, what's going on? What are you doing? Why'd you look away? Is that really the best use of that guy's time during the day? Is that really optimizing any kind of efficiency in this fucking office? Is that, mm. So just you, just you wait because it got worse. So he told, he told me, he told me if you need to pee, first of all, he said, you cannot poop on my time. You need to clock out if you need to poop. And then he said, if you need to pee, you have a two minute uh, time limit and you have to call and ask me permission first. Oh, and it, gets, um, it gets worse. It gets worse. Just wait. So <clears throat> he calls me in at the end of the day. We have the same phone, mind you. All right. So he There's a in. fetish for this behavior, by the way. I just want to, I want that to be thrown out there. This guy <laughs> might just be a genuine creep. I'm hey, very, I am I'm very I'm glad. thinking about that in my head right now. There's, there, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Stay with me here because I'm glad you brought up fetish. All right. So I sit down and he's asking me like, hey, how, how was your first day or whatever? It was actually not even the end of the day. It was like 3 p.m. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's 
it's okay. I'm, I'm digging it. I can, I can, you know, whatever. He switches our phones without me noticing. So when I go oh. to open it, when I go to open, yeah. When I go to open the picture, it's him giving some dude a blowjob, just a picture of it. And then he just goes like, oops, my bad. And takes it back for me like that. Here you go. And gives me my phone back. I was like, fuck it. I'm out. Walked out. Uh, I was about to say all this happened in one day. One mm. even a full day, dude. I didn't last. <laughs> I didn't last until five. I left at 30 and I was like, fuck this place. Absolutely not, dude. That's yeah. a great, great decision. <laughs> That's a super yeah. smart decision. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that he probably had cameras in the bathroom as well. He's probably locked up in jail right now. I was wondering, so the guy that I worked with, one of the guys that I worked with, he was one of those like out in the field reporters for like TV news stations. Like the, yeah, we're out here and it's fucking raining cats and dogs. Like that guy. Yeah. He, he did that before. So I'm wondering how bad is that TV reporting job that this was an upgrade? What the fuck, dude? Whoa. What the fuck was he working for? A PBS? <laughs> he was Barney, dude. He was Barney. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he was he was a terrible animal on PBS. <laughs> that, that that doesn't sound like an upgrade at all. Jesus. Yeah, I, I was just like, what the fuck were you doing if this is more tolerable? Like, holy shit, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'd rather deal with a TV station than deal with this pervert who's showing me. Who's showing the coworker him video of him sucking dick on the phone? This dude had the audacity the next day when I didn't show up to call me and be like, "Hey, you coming in today?" I, I literally would say, absolutely not. I just hung. Up the phone. <laughs> I just, I just hung up the phone, man. I was like, oh. "Yeah, yeah, absolutely not." I, let me see. I'm trying to think about it. Just a job word. Somebody was just stupid at this job. Somebody shoved me once because I was late bringing pizzas out. I was it was my first job ever delivering pizzas out in DFW, and I didn't know where the hell I was. I got lost, and I fucked up some pizza orders. It happens. It's not a reason for somebody to come that was already stood up to hear on me. You know, he had this little Napoleon oh. complex. Oh, about to say, like, yeah, <laughs> he totally. He walks in. The first thing he does is he shoves me, and he's like, "Why were you late?" And I was like, "Uh, uh, 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 uh you know, like just like <laughs> seething, boiling with rage. My head was too busy spinning for me to actually stand up for myself, you know. So I just like went back to chopping pizzas, like I was cutting his face off, you know. Like, and then you anyway, I'm surprised you hit him on top of his head. You took a little I, away from me right here. You know, man, I'm glad I didn't get arrested for assault. There is that. <laughs> But I sometimes I do like if I've ever been in a position where it would have been perfectly justified for me to fucking clock somebody in their dumbass little head, that would have been the perfect time to do it. You know, yeah, that, that would have been perfect right there. You little little motherfucker, I don't work for you. <laughs> hey, hey Anthron, were you were you at the store when I worked for uh, the blue shirt people? Um, were you at the store when I told that guy I was going to pop him in the fucking mouth? No, but I heard about it. I wasn't okay. sure today. I heard about it though. Yeah, have I ever told you this story, Evan? So I, no, I worked in the mobile phone department. Someone had fucked up this guy's plan, like like legit, royally fucked it up. So I was like, yeah, I'll take care of you, man. Just let me take a look. And I was taking too long for him, so he went around the desk and grabbed me by the shoulders and like tried to like shake me, like go faster. And I fucking pushed him, and I was like, don't touch me, don't touch me. What's wrong with you? 
And like, I got really heated and my boss came. He was like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And uh, the guy, my, the guy was like, oh, this guy's not doing his job, blah, 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 blah. Then he said something like, you better do it, motherfucker. I said, or what? Then I just told him, I was like, you forget, I'm an actual person. I'll pop you in the fucking mouth. You talk to me. <laughs> You're a big guy too, dude. Like you're, I don't know if y'all know this about Furby, but he's, he's a mountain of a man, this individual. (laughs) He's not a a small guy at all. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I I did hear about that. Dude, I was pissed, man. I, my boss of course then was like, Furby, just go ahead and go to the break room. I'll take care of this one. But yeah, I was fucking heated. I was ready to fight. Ooh. That's, that's one thing that I, I hated about people who came into the store when they're, Phones were fucked up because they absolutely were not patient and they're acting like we're just some kind of fucking robots. And you literally just want to tell them, like you said, I will literally punch you in the face if you just keep calling <laughs> me like this. <laughs> like, like, calm, like, calm down. My I'm trying to help you. My thought, man, like I, I was making $10 an hour at the time. I can make $10 an hour anywhere. I'll pop you in the fucking mouth and leave, dude. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, like, like, calm down. I'm trying to help you. I think if any of these people had ever worked a service job, maybe they would know, you know, or maybe like just having the slightest bit of, of mindfulness about the fact that you, yes, you're coming in having a shitty day. That is true. But you're talking to somebody that deals with nothing but people having shitty days. (laughs) You know? So like, maybe don't try to pile on to this poor fucking person. That's just here trying to help you. Just trying to help you. I'm literally trying to get your day back on track here. Right. And you can just be patient for a second. I can help you out. If you're not patient, I'll tell you what, take your damn phone somewhere else. How about that? Go deal with that somewhere else. My favorite line at that job is when people are being assholes, I'd hand them their phone back and say, have a nice day. (laughs) Oh, that that is is the greatest. That is the greatest right there. (sighs) That is the greatest right there. I I told somebody that one day, and the lady came back the next day crying. She came back in tears the next day. Because when she was there, it was just like everything I was doing, she was like over my shoulder watching everything I was doing. And that shit's not productive. I was like, ma'am, can you go back around the table? She said, ma'am, you don't need a phone. You need a pharmacy, okay? You're at the wrong store. It's further down the strip center here. Go to Albertsons and get some fucking Xanax for your crazy ass. Yeah. It's like, ma'am, can you go back over here and... She just kept doing this shit, and I was like, uh, hey, man, here you go. Here's your phone back. Um, I can't fix it. Have a great day. And the next day, she literally came in and store in tears. Oh, can, you, can you help me fix this? Oh, okay, can you sit down? Can <laughs> <laughs> you get in line? There is a yeah. line. Seriously, can you just sit down and relax over here, lady? That's, one, that's one thing I hated about that. And I think a lot of people... They go into so they think this shit is supposed to just happen right then and there. That's not the way this works. You guys, you guys ever had yeah, man. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Evan. No, you're good. You're good. It's that just instant gratification syndrome of our fucking culture, you know? It's fucking crazy. Oh, that's not even good. You guys what are you going to say, Ferbs? You guys ever had coworkers that like were fucking awful? Mm. Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah, yeah. I uh, had one airing out my dirty personal business uh, to my other coworkers, like behind my back, like like, and looking around the corner for me at, because I saw him doing it. And then I came around the corner to be like, "What are you talking about?" And then they were talking about my. I was like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, cool." I yeah. Ah. I, I I pulled coworkers to the side and be like, "Hey, we are both grown men." And there's a certain way that you're going to talk to me. And there's a certain way you're not going to talk to me. If you show me respect, I'll show you respect. But you're not going to talk to me like I'm your child or something. This is not the way it's going to work. That's I, the best I, way to handle it, man. See, most, yeah, people, I, most people I would call bullshit on that, but I know you. I know that you 100% did that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, definitely, let, let's step outside real quick so I can talk to you about this real quick. Although... But I did work for uh, the big tech company, and I was at the uh, the Cedar Park location. There was a there was a kid in there who worked for the blue team, and <laughs> he said he said something to me. I I I wanted to say something like just get the fuck out of my face, but I just had to walk outside because this was when I think uh, when the hell was this. This was all kind of racist shit, which it was, that happens all the fucking time. But this was Trayvon Martin thing. Trayvon, Trayvon Martin happened. Trayvon Martin happened, and then shit just started escalating. And one day I, I walked in, and I was clocking in, and he walked by me, and I said, what's up to him? And he said, sorry, I can't talk to you right now. Uh yeah, he said, sorry, I can't talk to you right now. Somebody might think I'm threatening you. And what? <laughs> Whoa, really? Oh, my God. This is, I, I walk out for a second because I have to, I have to just calm down for a second because I knew what he was getting at. Because tensions were high, racial tensions oh, were really, man. really high. This reversal of the victim complex, this whole fucking thing is just so fucking bizarre, dude. It's fucking bizarre. Fuck. Yeah. He said that. I told, I told, uh, I called the manager time. I was like, hey, I'm going to take the rest of the day off. And I, I told the blue manager, I told him what his uh, co-worker, what his employee said. <laughs> he was like, this, he was like, this is unacceptable. He can't say shit like that. And I was like, I'm going to take the rest of this day off. Um, you have two other people here. Because <laughs> I literally, I was like, all right, I got to stay away from this kid. And he, I think he was he was from some little small town here in Texas. So he thought that this shit was funny. And it, it was not. That's but I never had to deal with him again after that, though. That Cedar Park store was wacky, man. It was it was very wacky. I didn't, I didn't like working at that store. <laughs> you didn't? No, no. It wasn't my jam. Anthron, remind me of the name of your podcast again. Uh, it's called Cut It the Fuck Out. That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a good, so, yeah. yep. just that a good time to right plug. There. Good time to plug that title, I figured, you know? Yeah, Cut It the Fuck Out right here. No, it's just, I, it was one of the, I think that's one of the worst people I've been around working wise. Uh, although I did have one coworker who smelled really, really bad. I didn't know we worked about. together, bro. I'm sorry. Shit. My bad. God damn it, Evan. I can smell you over here. Shit, 
No, I am that oh. guy though. I had to be talked about a couple. I've had to be talked to at jobs. Like, so, uh, do you, uh, d- do you bathe? And I'm like, yeah, I do. I actually did like even today and I wear deodorant and I'm just a odiferous individual. I don't know. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> and it's the only, well, the only <laughs> other thing I can do is like coat myself in something else that's even stinkier and you better like whatever that smells like. Cause I have no control over that. So, you know, uh, hey, anyway, that, I, well, I don't think, I don't think you were as bad as this person. This, <laughs> this person, this person was so bad that there was, there was customers pulling me to the side. Hey, uh, your employee, he smells bad. There was managers who <laughs> were like, Hey, can, does anybody have any deodorant he can put on? But this, this wasn't just like a one-time thing. This shit happened all the time. So <laughs> at some point, I literally, I told, I told our manager at the time, I said, hey, can you transfer him to a different store? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I, I, I literally had him transfer to a different store. Way uh, to I pass the buck, Anthron. <laughs> hey, somebody else deal with this shit. I don't want to deal with it. Oh my so, somebody's got to get a hold of this. This is this is craziness over here. Go. Oh. Yeah. Oh Fuck. God. Well, what was what would you say? I always like to ask, like, what what would you say is a jo- uh, uh, a lesson that you've learned from your shitty jobs experiences that uh, or a shitty job experience in particular or just kind of cumulatively? Uh, do you feel like there's a, a lesson or something that you've kind of a nugget that you've taken with you that's helped you, like, improve the way that you do your job moving forward? Absolutely. Um, I'm the kind of person, I'll try to take something from every job and make sure that I don't walk into that situation again. If I, if it wasn't, if it wasn't something that was beneficial to me, then I try to make sure I don't walk into that again. Um, I would say what I've taken away from a lot of my jobs is happiness. If, if the job is not if the job is not making me happy, if I have to rethink getting up in the morning to go to this place, then it's not for me. And when I when I go into any job interview now, I always I always tell them, okay, well, what I don't one thing I don't do now, I don't go to the interview. I actually interview the job. Yeah. That is that is what I do in every interview, or every I call them meetings. Every meeting I go into, I interview the job because I have to make sure that this is going to be beneficial for both of us, and this is gonna this is going to be something that I can see myself being with this company for a while. If I don't see any future in this, and I don't see how this can be beneficial to me at all, then I'm pretty not going to give you any effort in this in this interview, and I and I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say the law. I would love to work for you guys because at the end of the day, I would not. So just just be happy with the decisions that you make when it comes to your job and make sure that that job fits your personality. If the job doesn't fit your personality, just don't do it. That's one thing I've learned. I've tried to, I, you know, man, this year has been a big year for me of taking that personal like step in my own 
direction, doing the same thing, saying the same thing, getting out of real estate, saying like, look, I'm just going to put my focus into the things that I know are going to make me happy and the things that I've been wanting to do my entire life. And, um, uh, but I love what you said about like interviewing the job and do you have anything that you do that like psychs yourself up or gives you the confidence when you're stepping into a position like that or something? Do you do, or, or is it just kind of, uh, uh, something that you're already, you already know and feel to be true. So that's where that confidence comes from or how does that, um, does that... honestly, when I, when I look at, when I look at the, the job description and what the job entails, uh, once I talk to somebody from the job before I actually get face to face with somebody, because you know, everything now is is done through Zoom or it's done over a phone call. So if I can talk to support somebody and our conversation is just going, and I, I try to make sure that I have a fluid conversation with anyone that I may be sitting in front of. So what I try to do is just have have a, just build rapport with them while I have them on the phone. And you can, with me, I can tell if a company's going to be a good fit with me over the phone sometimes by talking to the recruiter or talking to the manager. Um, I can kind of tell, all right, this this could probably be a good fit right here. So let's go sit down and talk to them. Now, when I walk into it, I don't know what happens. I just, I just get into a zone to where I am asking questions about um, – what is it that you're looking for? What is it that, what is it that, what is it you're looking for in the next team member to build your team stronger? What What is it that your company is wanting from somebody moving forward? Because they're going to ask you some crazy questions sometimes. So why not flip the script on them and ask them about what they are bringing to the table for you? A hundred percent, man. Totally. And, and, and that's and that's exactly what I do. I just I just don't I don't know what happens. It just I get into a zone where I'm just like, all right, this is I need to find this out. I need to find out if she's gonna be a micromanaging person to find out if she's gonna be this kind of person over here. So I always try to make sure I do that and dive deep into it. And to be honest with you, every time I've been in front of somebody lately, it hasn't been just one person. It's been that I've interviewed mm-hmm. one person and then they're like, oh, we want to move you to the next step today. Well, interview with this person. So uh, I've been I've been going through. Sometimes I sit down and think I'm going to just talk to one person. They end up talking to three people before I get out of there. Hmm. So That's really interesting. Just, man. Yeah, I really I really try to build rapport with what this company is and what and what how we can benefit each other because they're going to make sure it benefits them. You got to make sure it benefits you. Totally. Like what I've been doing when they, uh, I I always used to be the person that when they'd say, do you have any questions for me? I would always be like, no, no, I'm good. You know? And then now I actually fucking ask questions, but like I ask questions about the person I'm interviewing, not about the company. I'll, I'll be like, just from a human level, me to you. How do you like it here? Like shit like that. Yeah. Cause usually I've, I've, I've seen like, if I break it down like that, like, Hey, person to person, how do you like it here? What's, what's the culture? Like, what's, you know, tell me what you think. And usually by then, if they stay on like that corporate, like we're a team and we're a family here and you know, we work hard, play hard. You're like, ah, oh, this place is going to suck. Okay. Nope. 
they, they, but if they give you a real answer, it's like, okay, all right, maybe, maybe I can, maybe I can, maybe this will be all right. Those, those are questions that I, that I definitely ask. Uh, when they, when, when people do ask me that, that's the question I do ask. Cause you're right. There are some things they can say that you will just say to yourself automatically. This, this is, this is going to be a terrible company <laughs> yep. where I'm not going to be happy here at all. Uh, one thing I, one thing that I did when I when I had the position with the lottery, I don't know. I don't think I've ever been through five interviews. <laughs> I went through went through five interviews to get the position with the lottery, but it was a lot of it was a lot of team questions. It was a lot of what what is the team looking for? What what how can how can I fit in with this team? How can this team work with me? It was a lot of that because it was it was more of Everyone's been there for 15, 20 years. So there's got to be something that's going on here to make people stay. And that's one thing that I wanted to get down to is like, what, what does the team want? What is the team looking for in the next team player? Cause like, I've been an athlete all my life. Yep. So yeah, um, that's something that I need, I need to understand. And I hate that COVID hit cause it just fucked up my job. <laughs> Hey man, I'm, the, I'm the opposite, man. I've, I, I was an athlete my whole life too, but my favorite sport was track. Like the shit you do by yourself, right? So, yeah. Like I've, I've noticed as I've gotten older, I fucking hate the team mentality. Like I like working with <laughs> I like working with people. I like having people around to talk to, but when it comes to like doing my job and being like, we have to collaborate and talk with you, like fuck that shit, dude. Just let me do my job and leave me alone. <laughs> like, hey, that's, and, that, and that's, that's the truth, though. That is that is something that I realized too. Like, if I don't have to be around a bunch of people, then let me just get out and feel and do what I got to do and get my day over with. Exactly. I feel like, like for me, for me, I was trying to put too much of an emphasis on like having my job fulfill some sort of like hole that I had in my life or something, and then I realized one day, like, no, a job is just a job it's to get money so you can go do shit that you enjoy doing and once i flip that switch again not, not this isn't for everyone this is just for me but once i yeah. flip that switch it totally changed the way i look at work because now i'm like oh i just go do my work and get the fuck out of here and then i can go do what i want to do so i can do a podcast with you guys or i can play some music or i can play a gig or i can go drive around or i can go to my room and fucking jack off if i want to i can do whatever i want it's it's actually the master bathroom that I do it in, but no. you can tell you, hey man, thanks to OnlyFans, you can make money doing that now too. You know? Speaking oh my god, the shitty jobs OnlyFans is now up. No, I'm just Oh my god. There's this there's this there's this girl here who um who's on OnlyFans and this motherfucker barks like a dog and people pay her for this shit. Oh, that's that's not even the weirdest one I've seen. Have you seen the girl? She doesn't even get naked. I, I haven't been on. I've seen her. <laughs> I can already answer the question. No, I have not seen this girl. I can okay. tell you right now. What she does is she takes requests from guys for different things that she's going to smash with her head. And that's her Sick. only fans. So, like, she'll do, like, bread or soup or, like. Yeah, that's metal, plastic. dude. Yeah, and all she does is just go, like. <laughs> Oh yeah, then she'll smash it. But she doesn't get naked. She doesn't do anything. <laughs> she just does that. 
Girl, this killing, dude. Burby, yeah, Burby, this Burby, this girl literally lets people people literally walk her on a leash. They literally walk her on a leash, and she barks oh. and play rolls over like a dog and all kind of shit. Yeah. And I'm sitting here like, what Human the fuck stuff. is wrong with men? What is wrong with? I us? know, dude, I no. know. Why? What? The, I blame. I I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. What? These are the same people that were storming the Capitol, though. I guarantee you that. These are the same motherfuckers. No, that's not who it is. It's the guys who have all the money. Those are the ones that like the shit. Oh, yeah, you're right, because the, the Capitol stormers were broke, the majority of them, for sure. Yeah. They don't, they don't have that money to be paying some girl on OnlyFans. But, uh, yeah, no, seriously, I'll sit back. I'm just thinking to myself, who the fuck is paying her this shit making $30,000 a month? For rolling over and barking like a dog, what the fuck is wrong with us? I talked to a girl, a friend of mine, perfectly decent, smart girl, could just work and be fine. And she was like, I have a friend that like gets paid to like step and stuff and like doesn't even doesn't even like get filmed above her knees, basically, but she just like steps in stuff in her bare feet and people pay her money for that. Yo, yo, what? <laughs> but it's like dog shit or like whatever, you know, it's like it's it's not good stuff. Nobody yeah. ever pays. There's no OnlyFans where somebody is just like men are paying money to watch you be praised and lavished. <laughs> no, it's like that was, that was the early internet, man. That was the early internet. We're in the fucked up internet time now. All right. Yeah, it's it's over. It's yeah. Over. When I when I seen somebody say that they were selling bath water. And dudes are paying two, three hundred dollars for bath water. I said, "This is a nasty society." For like a little <laughs> bottle of bath yes. water, too. It's yes. not like you're getting the bathtub oh. full of water. You, you can wear it as a necklace or something like that. My you know, God, it's a nasty society. Did you see that girl? She makes two hundred grand a month. Excuse me, two hundred grand a month, and all she does is sell her farts in a jar. Yep. Yep, and then wound up in the hospital because she was eating too many yep. eggs and beans and thought she was yep. having a heart attack. <laughs> wait, 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 what? I am not even joking, dude. No, I'm yeah. not even joking. So many people were requesting fart jars from her that her diet was pretty much like cabbage, beans, and fucking beer. That's about it. So she would have like the rankest <laughs> farts, and it caused her so many health issues she had to go to the hospital. So, so, so she lived in a basement by herself, basically. She, no one's gonna be around you if all you do is fart all day and eat beans. <laughs> she lives in a basement by herself the entire fucking time. Jesus, that is crazy. I've never heard of this. I've never seen that. That she was. Where was she from? Uh, I don't know. I know she's in the U.S. She was on a TV show. She was on that 90 Day. She was. She was like a soap opera star or something like that before she started jarring her own farts. This crazy lady. You got to wake up, Anthron, you poor sweet summer child, man. Yeah, I I know. I've come (laughs) over here like, all right. I've seen some weird shit online, but I've never seen this one right here. I remember that's one girl I seen that she was, she was just, she had some of the most ugliest feet ever <laughs> but people were buying foot photos of her i don't oh my I, God. I didn't get it i was like why does your feet look like some off the heels have eyes and, <laughs> and, people, and people the heels the heels have eyes yeah yeah no really her heels have eyes 
this and why are people buying this? It shit seemed like it was Halloween for her every day. It's crazy. I, no, I wonder if there's been a significant drop off in like OnlyFans stuff as that weird shit gets more popular, if like normal stuff suffers or if it just stays the same and that weird stuff just gets, I don't know. Here's what I'm going to guess, man, because I was just hearing about this, like in a book that was like tracks, weird, weird data. And one of them was like, how do people find you attractive? And if you dress kind of middle of the road, normal, or if you try to like fit, like what is normal, you might get a majority of people who are like, yeah, sure. All right. Maybe whatever. But if you kind of really lean into whatever your personality is and find a way to express yourself kind of to the extreme, you might get a lot more people who are like, no, thanks. But you'll, you'll find a lot more people who are like, yeah, like hell yeah. Like emphatically, like really, really into it. So I think if you lean into extremes, you might find a smaller niche of people, but they're going to be really, really down, you know? Yeah. I, I, I agree with you on that one. I think, like you said, I, I think when you find that niche, like they just go balls to the wall for everything you do, and to leave people like me dumbfounded, like what, <laughs> what, what is going on? This is, this is a little off topic. It's not really job related, but it's kind of what you just said. There's a dude on TikTok. His name is Johnny Fragrance. Have you guys heard of this guy? Uh-oh. Thank God I have not heard of Johnny Fragrance. Oh, no. I know. It's like a horrible no. R&B singer. Oh, no. It it's, sounds it's, like a really bad Johnny Depp. Dude, no. It's, <laughs> Who is it's Johnny so Fragrance? So he's he's this Austrian dude. He's like 6'5", and he's fucking jacked. Like, like, he looks like the exact replica of, like, a polo player on the Olympic team, right? And all he does is he just says, like, the most misogynistic shit you could possibly think. And then he wears a fuck ton of cologne where like he does like 18 sprays of a cologne. No, no joke. <laughs> while he's saying it. So he's just spraying the whole time. He'll be like, these fucking bitches, man. They're, they're crazy. They're crazy. Like I fuck them and I do this and I do that. Dude, it is the funniest fucking yeah. channel. I swear. This dude has like 8 million followers. That is, is that the guy who takes pictures with his dad? Yeah, that's the guy. Yo, Man. that is fucking nuts. Him and his dad are naked when they're taking yeah. pictures next to each other. Yeah, that's the guy. That's the guy. I, yeah, I heard I, see, I heard about this shit. What kind of sick, twisted shit is that? I, I couldn't, no, no, I couldn't take pictures next to my uncle naked. Better yet, my dad. <laughs> I, I, I think what? it'd be weirder if it was your uncle, honest to God, man. That's that's I don't know. That's all bad. It's all bad. Why is this? Why is this? Yeah. So, like, hey dad, hey dad, you look very fluffed today. Did you have a good morning? <laughs> <laughs> Apple yeah. don't fall far from the tree, eh, Pops? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. If, I, if I ever had a kid and he wakes me up in the morning and says you look very fluffed today, I'm gonna I'm gonna karate chop him in the throat. Like that is not. <laughs> you should not be telling. <laughs> yeah, that's not. That's not okay, man. That's not okay at all. That's just, that's crazy to me. And he, he the dude does have like eight million followers. That, that's that's crazy shit. Yeah, it's. it's hey, Evan, man. what made you get into acting out there, man? Uh, I mean, I got into acting actually at the Plano Children's Theater when I was like 10, when I was in Dallas, when I was in middle school in Dallas. Uh, and I went to Katie Studio Actors Conservatory after I was, you know, got my GED. <laughs> and uh, uh, I don't know, man, I've always I, 
probably because I come from a broken home and I've always wanted to like be the one that makes everybody feel better uh, is why I've always wanted to be an entertainer or be in acting or, you know, and partly like acting was fun because you can escape your own reality and become somebody different and have like a whole, a reason to feel differently. You know, it's so that's uh, (sighs) a little sound like some shit. Tom Cruise is thinking. <laughs> no, Tom Cruise is just thinking. I hope that whatever Scientology has on me never comes out. Like, oh. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> speaking of I, speaking of shitty jobs, I had a friend who was in Scientology, and uh, she told me about how they recruit people. So the big thing when I lived in California. Uh, when I was in music school, it wasn't uncommon to see like guitar students walking up and down Hollywood Boulevard with guitars on their back, right? What they would have them do is they would get these girls who were like very young, way out of any guitar player's league. And they would go up and talk to them and be like, oh, I love music. What's going on? How do you like music? Yeah, blah, 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 blah. And talk your way up like three or four blocks. And then right before you got to the school, like, hey, so have you ever taken a stress test? Oh, my God. That's how they I- try to recruit people. I can't. When I tell you this, you're gonna be like, "No, you're fucking lying." I'm hold on. Let me see if I can find this shit. (laughs) Scientology has been trying to recruit me for like the last goddamn nine months. Okay. They will send me books. They'll give me phone calls. They'll send me emails. Mm -hmm. This shit is craziness. You fucked up, dude. <laughs> you fucked up, dude. You fucked up. You man. fucked up. Better you check change. your car. You check change. your car for a tracking device, bro. You got a I'm not joking. Look at this shit. Oh no. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh man. Bro, they send me crazy shit like this all the time in a the mail. They'll give me phone calls. I'm like, how the fuck did y'all get my number? I don't know what happened here. I think it I don't <laughs> Well. Uh, well, it was nice to have you on the podcast there, Anthron. If anyone needs me, my name is John Smith. I live in North Dakota. <laughs> yeah, That's crazy. I, That's, yeah, it's... I thought the shit was fake. I literally thought it was fake until you, until you said that they do say about a stress test and Sit down office and that's where you sit. You grab the little things. They they measure your thetans and everything, dude. Oh man, do it. No, don't do it. You're you might get sucked into it. That would be bad. No, no, no. no, You know what they do? I'm I'm a hundred percent convinced that they have because in those stress tests, they're supposed to be like commit or confess to anything you've ever done. Guarantee you, those celebrities that are like really fucking in it, they said some shit and they have them on recording. And they're like, oh, really? You want to leave? Hmm. Remember that hooker you killed? Or remember this? Or remember Uh-oh. that? Guaranteed that's what's happening. That, that and, probably is. Then uh, Leah Remini got the hell out of there. She's like, I'm not dealing with this. She got she out of there. She didn't do anything bad enough that if it ever came to the surface, she would have to worry about it. You know, she, she, well, was, she was just a she well-meaning was, person. She was born in it, though. I think oh. that's the difference. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a difference for sure. I was, I, I, they tried to recruit me a couple of times. I was always a little too fat for Scientology, I think. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, LA, at that time, I weighed about 275, but in LA, I might as well have been 800 pounds because, oh my God, you're over 250, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, they don't want anything to do with me. Mm-mm. Hey, when, no, we're gonna go. When they sent me, they sent me a, a um, they sent me a, a damn like a card. It was just like a thank you card for some. I don't know what the fuck he was thanking me for, because I didn't say I was ever gonna join them or sit down with them. And the shit said, um, what did it say? Scientology is a key, a golden key to a smoother life. And I was like, okay, this is some cult shit. <laughs> I'm not sure what the fuck they're talking about over here. Yeah, if it's ever vague, like super vague, but promising you like a completely different life, but doesn't exactly give you any clear cut information, run the fuck away from that shit, you know? Yeah, no, I'm not. Hey, I was raised Christian. I'm staying Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Man, y'all ought to watch The Way Down. It's on, uh, I think it's on Netflix. Crazy cult shit that just ended. Man, the lady that was running this shit just died at the end of 2021. Like, the stuff that would still be going on now of her dumb husband. No, no, no. I know you're talking about. I watched that. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Man. That lady was, was, I don't know if to call her a mad scientist or or what. Just a master manipulator, man. Yeah, she manipulated a lot of fucking people and got away with it for years upon years. That, yeah, I, I, no, no, I didn't see that at all. I, that's, that's just crazy to me that people can actually fall for someone saying that. Like, the way she was just manipulating people was crazy to me. I didn't know, I didn't understand how people fall for shit like that. Oh, was this that lady? Was it that lady who like poisoned that one older woman and then took took all her money? Is that the one? No, that's. No. Uh, okay. I think okay. that's about conservatorship. Oh, okay. uh, okay. gotcha. But but this was about like a woman that ran a church that was about like started as a weight loss thing and like the the thinner you are, like the more pure you are, or something like that, in some spiritual sort of sense. And yeah, she was she was selling people bullshit. And oh, it was so bad. Giving her money like crazy. But it also shows you like how feeble the mind is, especially when you feel vulnerable or you're feeling like insecure and you need some sort of community and you need somebody to believe in. Somebody will, there's always going to be somebody out there that thinks it's their job to try and sell you something to believe in, you know? Hey, and this isn't, this is, I don't mean to cut you off. My back. No, no, you're good. You're good. I was just going to keep rambling. <laughs> no, no, no. I was going to say this isn't about working at all, but. I do have a question for you guys. Do y'all think that since the last two years, do you think that mental health has become like a punchline for people these days? Because people always say, well, check on your friends and mental health. Check on your friends' mental health. But no one ever checks on their friends and mental health. And then you have, you have like, uh, what, the last couple of weeks, there's been 19 and 20-year-olds College athletes killing themselves. Yeah. But I feel like it's just, I think mental health become like a punchline these days. But people just said them totally good. Or a tag on your Tinder or whatever, you know? Yeah. And and I mean, I'll tell you, I, I love talking about this. I could talk about this for a whole other hour, honestly. I, I just spent a whole year and a half going through a dialectical behavioral therapy outpatient program for myself because I've struggled with mental health problems ever since I was a kid. Furby can probably contend, you know, you, you remember yeah. that I was a fucking angry, depressed, suicidal little kid ever since I was like eight. And, uh, 
And I have been working on myself and I know now that it's kind of, that's, that's more of a long-term lifelong decision to make rather than a, like I've done the work and I'm done with it. It's like saying to yourself, like I'm going to prioritize my mental health in my life for the rest of my life and, and make that part of my, my hygiene in a way. Um, or at least that is for me. Um, And I did just reach out to another friend of mine who's an improv instructor who, you know, I saw him at, at class and I was like, how you doing, man? And he was like, I'm not good, man. You know, it's just kind of like, I'm not good. And I was like, well, I'm sorry to hear that, buddy. And I sent him an email later. I was like, hey, man, you know, if you want to talk about anything, if you ever want to just like be, if you ever just want to like vent to somebody, man, I'm happy to listen to you. I'm happy to be here for you. And then I, you know, he's like, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And then I sent him another one a couple of days ago just because I hadn't heard anything from him just to follow up. But um anyway yeah yeah i i wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily say it's a punchline um at least what i've seen um i think it's become i'm probably gonna get grilled for saying this if the wrong person hears it i think it's become like a trendy thing no no you're not gonna get grilled for that because that's what i'm saying well and but i mean there's also a certain at a certain level it's good that we should be uh normalizing conversations about mental health and we should be you know like and and yes it's likely that like there's always going to be people that their way of dealing with things that they don't understand is through humor right or they're going to try to minimize it they're going to try to make it they're going to try to make a joke out of it because that's the way to make to take control over it so comedians Uh, basically or the class clowns man we all knew those kids we all knew those kids that would be like the teacher's gonna be like we have to talk about 9-11 like seriously now and somebody was gonna be like i hope you don't bomb or whatever i I don't know if i can (laughs) (laughs) oh man uh, but 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 i i don't know man like it's so so i do i do recognize that it's coming up more but i also kind of relish in that like i'm glad that that people even if it is jokingly like people are willing to to talk about mental health and as long as that somehow opens up an avenue of conversation to actually talk about something real then cool you know and and I think we all have a little bit of our own responsibility to call people out on their bullshit if they're just like making disparaging jokes about somebody that, that, you know, might actually be having a hard time uh, and to say like, hey, man, you know, are or to even ask them, like, how are you feeling? Like, do you, are you, are you just projecting right now? Are you okay? Like, you know, like, like, and yeah, so uh, it's, it's, it's hard, but, but it's a good thing to do. Yeah, I, I only ask that because I, I, I see it so much now. Like, when I started going to therapy, I, I did it because I wanted to. I was like, delicious. If I got out of it, I was like, this, I, I started having anxiety and crazy shit. What the fuck is going on here? So I started going to see a therapist just to figure some things out. Uh, but I see it more and more often now to where people are just, just throwing it out there now. Like, oh, hey, um, How's your mental health going? And and not even actually caring about it, just saying it. Like yeah. you said, and put it in a hashtag on an Instagram post or put it on some kind of Facebook post or something. Right. And absolutely not even care about it, but just project it out there like they do. Right. It's that beach selfie that would have just said like hashtag beach day now says like hashtag mental health day. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> whatever dude sure i guess you know that 
That's exactly what people are doing with these days. So that's why I have to ask you guys that question. No, my my thought on it is I I do agree. I think that it's a good thing that people are talking about it more and being more open about it. Uh, I wish it hadn't had become. Remember, like ten years ago, when everyone started having those big, thick black rim glasses, and that was like the big thing. Like everyone had like a pair of fake black rim glasses. That's yeah. what I feel like mental health is now. Like what black rim glasses were ten years ago, and people were like, "I'm such a nerd. I listen. To, I look at Marvel and what." No, you don't. Shut the or Livestrong bracelets or something yeah, like exactly. that. You know, or, it's become yeah. kind of like a new trend, almost in a way, which is a good thing and a bad thing. Because not that ever, not that everyone shouldn't talk about it. Like, I think that they should, but I think a lot of people take it to extremes and for attention, and that's that's never a good thing. Yeah, now, yeah, and that's that's the troubling part about it because I, I know people who who are dealing with it, but not dealing with it. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like they say, "Well, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and talk to somebody about this," and then absolutely do nothing about it, but then be depressed for like the next two months. And, it, and again, I hate it. Like you said, I, I hate it because it's become such a, such a thing just to say out now instead of actually just dealing with it. So, and my little niece just went through that. So I was like, yeah, yeah. People got to start paying more attention to that. Yeah, man. I'll it's, it it's, I think it's going to change. And I think this is what it kind of looks like when conversations about these things change. And I'm one of those assholes that uses the word mindfulness now, you know, because it actually means something <laughs> to me, but it means something to me. Like it actually has a purpose and it has like, like I can describe what it means and how I use it. And, and it's, and how it's actually provided me a break in my thought process from, from going from reacting to a thing to spiraling out instantaneously. Um, and, and that's, you know, I, I I don't know, man. I, again, I could, I could talk about, I would maybe, maybe we should just start. Do you want to start a mental health podcast, Anthron? (laughs) Should we start talking (laughs) about like real life mental health and, and, uh, what it, what it actually looks like in people's day to day lives? Cause, cause it's a thing, man. Yeah. That would be one hell of a podcast to edit. (laughs) 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 If you want to edit it, man, I'm down. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god hey guys hey, are, are y'all Fermi are you doing the editing y'all, I know you guys are in, all your engineers you guys doing the editing yourselves uh, so we've only had one episode I edited it but uh, yeah I mean okay. it's, it's me I guess um, my other podcast right. I don't edit shit on my other podcast I leave everything in there unless they ask me like hey don't air that I don't give a fuck man I edit the, the pauses the breaks everything because oh you just you just said fuck it put everything in there <laughs> no, no, no there, there's a reason for that though okay so my other podcast it's it's called perfect strangers I'd like to plug it right now but uh no it's, it's basically me talking with people who I've never met before it's people who I know through social media so I like leaving all that awkwardness in there because I literally am meeting that person for the first time so I think it's important to be like, there's awkwardness when you meet someone, even if it's online, you don't have, you're not going to have a whole lot in common with them, maybe, or maybe they're a fucking asshole, or maybe they're, they're someone who's an introvert and you need to pull them out of their shell. I think that that shit's like very cool to hear, even if it's not the most entertaining stuff to hear. Yeah, no, I've seen, I've seen you post, I've seen you post that other podcast. I didn't, 
didn't know that was your concept behind it. I just thought the name of it was Perfect Strangers. I know you're actually just interviewing random ass people from uh, you met on the internet. Uh, okay. Well, that's 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 uh, well, yeah. I can see why you believe that in there. Thanks for you. I'm just asking because we uh, I've been through probably fucking two editing companies with editing our uh, editing my podcast. That shit is expensive. That <laughs> gets gets pretty goddamn expensive sometimes. Yeah. But it's it's worked though. I, I've tried I did the editing before and editing out, I mean, you you shoot a an hour and a half, two hour podcast, and it takes you six hours to edit the shit. Yeah. You gotta yeah, it's, it's usually is like about three times as long as whatever your your thing that you've created, you know. I love editing, honestly. I've been thinking about trying to like market myself as a freelance editor, but I don't know how or where to begin really. So Fiverr. Yeah. Fiverr. Go to Fiverr. Fiverr. Fiverr's Fiverr. Fiverr. Fiverr, yeah, right, five, right. Yeah. Sends for like five bucks, like a five dollar bill, Fiverr. Yep, yep. Okay. Yeah. They what? you can you'll find a ton of people on there that, that do it, but different rates. Um we I used one person up there once and it it was pretty good. It was pretty good. But I just said, no, I just go to a company. We'll just pay them monthly and just get yeah. shit over with. <laughs> I don't go. want to deal with it at all. Uh, well, hey, guys, I hate to break it up. We're, we're at an hour and a half. In my yeah, yeah. We've been just bullshitting for yeah. a long time. My fiance just texted me that she wants food and she's going to kill me if I don't feed her soon. Yeah, Anthron, do you want to plug your podcast, plug your social media, let people know where they can find you, listen to the show, everything like that? You can find me on IG and Facebook at Anthron underscore Kavanaugh, or you can find the podcast at Cut It The Fuck Out on every platform possible. We've been on Chinese radios that I didn't know we were on. So Sick. <laughs> Google Cut The Fuck Out podcast, and that's where you guys can find us at. Um, thank you guys it, for having cut it, me on. Cut It The Fuck Out DA, not, not T-H-E. Cut It The Fuck Out, right? Yeah. Cut it the fuck out. D-A. D-A. Cut it yeah. the fuck out. And, hey, um, dude, I love you, man. Thanks for being on, man. This is a blast. We got to do it again. All right. No problem, guys. You guys have a great day. Man. Well, Pleasure to meet you, nice Anthron. You, man. You too. Yeah, man. Let's talk again soon. All right. No problem. Have a great day.